0: What does it mean to be modern? And what is modernity anyway? I'm Ryan McDermott, host of Genealogies of Modernity, and I'm here to tell you that it's complicated. No, just kidding. In this show, we get a bunch of academics to actually venture answers to some really tough questions. What is genealogy? What are the sources of racism and anti-racism? You might disagree with our answers, but you can find them on Genealogies of Modernity, a limited series from Ministry of Ideas. Welcome to the New Books Network.
2: Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of New Books in Intellectual History. I'm your host, Thomas Kingston. My guest today is Lorenzo Veracini. Associate Professor in History and Politics at Swinburne University of Technology, Melbourne. He is the founding editor of Settler Colonial Studies and was the co-editor of the Routledge Handbook of the History of Settler Colonial Studies. Today we're going to be speaking about his new book, The World Turned Inside Out, Settler Colonialism as a Political Idea, published by Verso Books. Lorenzo, thank you for joining us today. It's fabulous being here. To begin with, could you give us a brief overview of what settler colonialism is? I think it's a phrase that will be familiar to many listeners, but from reading the book, I got the impression that it's not just a sum of its part. It isn't just settlers colonizing things. There's something more to it.
1: Settler colonialism is, um, is a mode of domination. It's, um, it's distinct from other types of colonialism. It's distinct from other types of empire. Um, And um, its study has um, recently been the subject of um, a number of uh, publications and scholarly works. Um, And um, one of the things that it's important about settler colonialism is that um, it's ongoing, that the settler societies are still settler colonizing. And the relationship between settlers and indigenous peoples in these countries is still a relationship that is um, uh, mediated by settler colonialism.
2: I think that's a that's a, that's a very good way of putting it. Um, and I think that's one of the the, the the a really good example here is that, um, as I said, many f- f- uh, set listeners will be familiar with the notion of settling and familiar with the the imperial and shall we say economic aspects of colonialism uh, as an empire. But what your book really uh, seems to set out to do. Uh, and it, and i really enjoyed it was explores it as the name suggests the history of it as an idea um and i think that's uh, quite interesting so could you talk a little bit about uh shall we say the genesis of this idea where does it come from
1: the book um the book uh, has been a long time coming i've been thinking about um um its major themes um for for quite some time for a couple of decades um we know how settler colonialism works. We know what settlers do, um, but um, but uh, we 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 are not really um, acquainted with what they think they are doing when they do the things they do. I'm interested in focusing on the political imagination that shapes shapes their actions, on um, the way they understand the political orders they intend to build. Um, so I wanted to focus on the imagination, on the, on the imaginaries, on the fantasies that drive settler colonialism, drive the fantasies of uh, picking up stumps and going somewhere else and setting up a new political order. I wanted to know what settlers think when um, they imagine themselves um, um, building societies, building political orders, building polities.
2: And I think that that, that comes across uh, very clearly in the book, um, and there are a number of themes going on. Uh, and once again, returning to the title, there is this recurring uh, presence of this notion of the world turned inside out. Um, and I mean that that it's, it's a very powerful phrasing, and I think obviously that's intentional. Um, how does settler colonialism link to this notion of the world turned inside out?
1: Look, um, the it's a reference to to to. Christopher Hills' book, *The World Turn Upside Down*. Um, uh, the 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 idea that revolution can append established orders, established relationships, um, is um, responded to by by the people I study, by their imaginings, with um, with a displacement, rather than focusing on a particular geography and contesting it. Um, the power as a structure in a particular place the people i've studied um repeatedly think about moving on about moving somewhere else about starting anew um so they respond to contradictions with um with uh with a determination to relocate somewhere else of uh of um of of diffusing contradictions by displacing instead and so the world turned inside out as an expression sort of. Uh, um, conveys the notion that we are talking about horizontal um, relationships rather than vertical relationships that uh, are, ra- are rather conveyed by the the expression of the world turned upside down.
2: Yeah, I think that this this notion of uh, the contradictions is, is is another very intriguing thing, and I think in the what I found very interesting was it explored how um, these contradictions and um their displacements the 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 motives behind the displacement of these came from a variety of sources um some some of it was grassroots and it was um from from, from the settlers themselves and and other times it was sort of um from the elites um who who had, had their own motives um I think one of the key things I noticed was that was this notion of deferral um, and I wondered if you could talk about uh, that what, what, what sort of deferral was hoped to be achieved by this displacement uh, like what what sort of conditions were we hoping or contradictions were, were hoped uh, to be uh, deferred?
1: So the sources I've studied um, and uh, I could have included many more in the book but um, I, I, I needed to be selected. Um, the sources I've studied, uh, included um, two types of sensibilities. There were those who were um, embracing change, but they also felt that change was not coming. And so they needed to displace so that they could enjoy change in their own lives, in their own experiences. So these people were um, uh, 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 appreciative of the possibilities of revolution and change, but, um, but they were skeptical about the chances that revolution would come, right? They, they understood that the, the revolutionary project was doomed or defeated. And, uh, and so they responded to defeat by, by imagining displacements elsewhere. And there were those who had a rather conservative disposition and they, they saw revolution coming. They thought that the odds were on the side of revolution. And therefore, they responded to these rising contradictions by imagining displacements as a way of pre-empting contradictions, of so, setting up regenerated places elsewhere um, in, in order to offset whatever damage, um, in their own opinion, revolution may do. So both a revolutionary sensitivity and a conservative sensitivity converge on the idea of displacing in order to resolve contradictions. And uh, this is very important because um, even though these sensitivities were separate, were distinct, on the ground, when they got to the new places, they mixed and they interacted and they collaborated. Um, And so oftentimes in my book I speak about um, people that would fight to the end in the old country against each other and collaborated to the end in the new country in order to build a new political order.
2: I think that was, a, that was another sort of a theme I noticed, especially in the North American example, was um, how the revolutionary element was sometimes um, seemed to be sought, uh, seemed that, uh, that the, shall we say, the conservatives sought to harness it as a tool uh, or control it in a way um which obviously led to further tension i mean uh, the the key example and probably one that many people are familiar with in terms of when it comes to settler colonialism is uh, the westward expansion of the united states uh, and this is uh, something that you 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 deal with um and explore um a, through a range of things including masculinity and um religious aspects um so i i was wondering uh, as well in that in that in that angle um, that then leads to a contradiction which is something you you mentioned that, that there's this dialectical relationship even between these two ideas um and we talk about as we said earlier that we said about, that it's a historic thing it's ongoing how do we see these uh, this tension playing out in the in the present in terms of character um, in, in, in a country like the United States
1: look um I've um, I've discovered what I claim to be a, a, an autonomous political tradition, an autonomous political tradition that thinks about displacement rather than change um, that is in place, um, and I have observed it in in its development uh, uh, through the last five hundred years. Um, but the the purpose of this um, of this study was to to actually observe. This political tradition in its current operation, and um, and so perhaps I could refer to an um, a, a, an obvious example of the world turned inside out that I couldn't include in uh, in the book because uh, uh, um, the, the final manuscript was uh, was 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 handed in earlier this year and um, ideas about um, um, a new metropolis to be built in the United States with. Um, um, Funding arising from different sources under the leadership of Billionaire Mark Lohr, um, who made a fortune with, um, with Walmart, only came out um, uh, recently. So this is the story. Um, there is a plan to build this city called Talosa. Talosa will be, will be a new metropolis. It will host up to 5 million people and it will be uh, built from scratch in a location that hasn't yet been been selected uh and uh, the organizers of this new colony are um, um a new city a new colony are, uh, are scouting um the united states uh and uh and uh, this 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 city will be will be built um, with um um sustainable um, um um urban design in mind will be um a city where um, uh residents have a stake in the whole of the city, not just in their own little parcel of real estate. It's a city that um, will be built according to principles that um, that refer directly back to what um, um, Henry George, the economist of the late nineteenth centuries, the, 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 the United States economist of the late nineteenth centuries, had in mind. Uh, so there will be a land tax. Resources will be um, um nationalized. Will be centrally owned, and so on and so forth. And um, and if you look at the prospectus if you look at the at, at, at the at the information that is provided in the in the official internet site of telosa the new city you see that the reason why this is um this this project is being proposed is that um it's billionaire um 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 advocate he's seeing contradictions rising he's seeing that there is rising inequality and this creates a genuine uh uh Revolutionary contradiction. Uh, he also sees um, um, a climate change happening, and he sees the contradictions that these will arise. You know, he, he's mentioning that um, million billions of people will be will be directly affected by climate change, and the response is not to change things in place, to 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 to, to endeavor to mitigate climate change emissions and so on and so forth. The response is to move somewhere else. It doesn't matter where, because Tolosa is just an idea, hasn't yet landed anywhere, Um, and it will probably remain an idea. Um, But but it is important that we understand that these ideas have a long, long, long history. And this is not just utopian thinking. This is not about um, building a new place so that, its practice can engage with change where we are. This idea is about building a new place elsewhere, so that we can escape the contradiction we are facing without facing that. So, um, the idea is that um, um, that this tradition is alive and kicking. That uh, the, the 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 apocalyptic imagination that it thrived on um, um, through the centuries is alive and kicking. And that the prospect of moving on rather than changing things is still very much a, um, a present concern.
2: Obviously, you've said that a lot of uh, the focus of this is on the imagination, and I think that that shines through when we talk about um, these different kinds of displacement, how um, I suppose like many, I imagined that settler colonialism involved uh, packing your bags, getting on a ship, and going to, uh, uh, shall we say like, quote unquote new land um and 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 doing that, but a number of examples in the book um don't in fact involve that at all and um sometimes don't involve going very far at all um Would you like to talk a little bit more about that
1: yes i've um I've discovered that um that the political disposition that I was exploring um was uh, was at times very interested in the specific location that they were projecting so um, the 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 Puritans that went to Massachusetts um, really thought that that was a specific locale endowed with a particular charge and uh, no other place could work um, and uh, and similarly the Zionists that went to Palestine also thought that only Palestine would do um, for their own political project that no other location would have been appropriate um, but I also found out that um, the people that were seeking to to change things by displacing elsewhere um, didn't really think much about where specifically they should go. That locales could actually be all over the place or very, very close to home, but they had to be new places. So um, Owen, for example, um, built colonies on the other side of the ocean but also build villages not far from where his factories were located but they had to be new places they had to be places that were in, in in they were away from the site of contradiction so in the tradition that i have explored what really mattered was to move on from the site of contradiction no matter where it could have been even um um you know uh uh, uh to the next suburb in fact, um, suburbs uh, in and suburbia are indeed part of the political tradition I was exploring. Um, and, uh, and so um, one can reconfigure geography, one could build up barriers that, 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 that actually displace uh, without uh, removing Um, actually from one location to another. You can manipulate space as well as move across space. That's one of the things I've discovered while exploring this political tradition.
0: slash NBN50 to get 50% off.
2: Uh, and I think what was then interesting as well was that um, there is so, sort of a reverse engineering. There's a justification if it isn't that far, right? Because, I mean, for example, we have the... Um, one of the examples you give uh, is, I, th- I believe, Finnish settlers that move to, um, to North America, and then they sort of construct this sort of um, fraternal ties or some sort of uh, myth um, about kinship with uh, with the locals and that's that 's another recurring thing is that um, the indigenous people uh, they play a role in the creation of this myth, but they 're never actually r- really um, treated as people, which i suppose is the is the underlying point of the settler colonial thing i mean and the other example we have is uh the mormons um, who create this uh, notion that um, that the, the the native Americans the indigenous people of north america are um descended from the tribes of israel um and 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 therefore it's fulfilling a sort of biblical prophecy um yet these people don't feature very much actually later on in the in in the actual project right
1: that's right look settler colonialists always displace indigenous people it's um what their business is about and um and uh there is by now uh, a significant body of literature that um, has explored this, um, this, um, this 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 statement of fact this 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 unavoidable fact of settler colonialism and um, in, indigenous studies in as, a, as, a, as an intellectual endeavor has um, has now addressed what was for a long time um, a settler colonial cult of forgetfulness about indigenous people um, and uh, and uh, and this is this is this is an accomplished f- feature of, of 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 the current intellectual landscape. But when it comes to the imagination of settler colonialism, so the actual topic that I was um, dealing with and the sources that I were, uh, I was addressing, um, I have to say that settlers do not think much about indigenous people. Uh, they don't like to think about it. They only think about Indigenous people in as much as they can be used to further the settlers' claims to indigeneity. So the settlers want Indigenous lands, but they also want the way Indigenous people enjoy the Indigenous lands. So the settlers want the land and they want to enjoy it as Indigenous peoples would right? So in this sense, the settlers do think about indigenous people and how they relate to the land. But the settlers that I was dealing with were more interested in setting up new political orders from scratch and in disregarding the presence and activity of indigenous people. When they did consider indigenous peoples and their demand and their insurgencies, it was because they were useful for triangulating their own particular settler-colonial project within a wider settler-colonial project. So, for example, um, the Finnish settlers that uh, that, uh, that you you, you kind of refer to and that I do address in my book um, were in the business of establishing their own particular sovereignty. So they were contesting the presence of indigenous people on the one hand and they encroaching presence of the Canadian state on the other. And so this triangular system of relations saw the local settlers relating to indigenous people and supporting their demands for the purpose of uh, undermining that of the Canadian state. Um, So in that particular contest there was an engagement with indigenous people, but overall the political tradition I do um, appraise in this book um, rarely uh, conceives of indigenous people or is concerned
2: with them and um, possibly in a in a completely opposite to what we talked about uh, just a couple of questions ago just as there is this um internal uh co- colonization that exists within shall we say national or continental borders and doesn't involve um traveling that far um mm-hmm. the imaginary element means that um no pun intended the, the, the sky isn't even the limit right i mean and and, and that's one of the flu, uh, the the sort of the the um, the incarnations we're seeing now
1: look the sky is not the limit um we we mentioned earlier that um, this political tradition is not particularly concerned on where specifically um um you have to build a new political order and so what we see today is that um, um several billionaires um um, are in the business of imagining the possibilities of relocating um, um, elsewhere, I mean, outside of this planet. They see this planet as as ridden with contradiction and they are not interested in investing in, in, in fixing the problems of this planet. They are rather proposing that we move somewhere else. So we have basically two templates here for, 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 for space colonies here. We have the Bezos template. He, he's thinking about orbiting big 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 cylinders that rotate and so they have a gravitational um, um, um system in, in inside and uh, he 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 thinks that um wealthy people could move there and abandon um, um, um the rest to, to 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 the disasters that are coming um he's also thinking thinking, is uh, on record thinking that uh, perhaps um, um, in these, these, these orbiting stations would exceed the, the 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 fiscal zones of the of, of the various states that uh, still dwell on Earth. So um, this relocation will actually have a a, a a fiscal dimension as far as he's concerned. And that would make will make it very, very interesting for the people that could be um, uh, p- persuaded to move there. And then we have the other, the, other, uh, uh, um, uh, the other model is the Elon Musk's model, and he, he's thinking about Mars. And uh, he knows that there will be um, uh, serious problems about setting up um, 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 a working colony in Mars. So, for example, um, without really thinking much about it, I, he has proposed that um, indenture be, be, be revived and re-established in order to provide the, the the wealthy settlers that would relocate there with uh, with the necessary labor that they would require, so um, we see that um, that um, that there is an ongoing connection between the long history of settler colonialism and its political imagination and the current practice of settler colonialism and its political imagination.
2: Yeah, well, and. Uh... Hopefully, not spoiling the book, but uh, at the end of the at the end of it, you 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 get you get to the point that it's an almost impossible situation, right? Um, that there 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 is no resolution to, to the contradictions that they are seeking to escape from. Um,
1: yes, indeed. I i i have looked at this political tradition. I've explored its um, um, long term evolution. Its development, its various um, um 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 the various solutions that have been prospected, and um um I've explored its practice and I've explored its political theory, and I've remained unconvinced. I don't think that um, that uh, that escaping sideways. I don't think that flight is is a durable solution to to emerging contradictions what happens all the time is that contradiction contradictions catch up that uh, what one is escaping from um is um is 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 only temporarily escaped and uh, the contradictions catch up and very very fast uh, much faster than the advocates of the political tradition i've explored um, um envisage and so uh, I conclude my book on a skeptical note i um, i think that the political traditions of settler colonialism um have um have failed in their attempt to 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 resolve contradictions by by moving sideways
2: yeah and i think that's uh that's a that's a that's a really interesting. Um, point because as also throughout the, the the book we see this uh theme of um how actually not only the es- the escape but the process of escaping and the sort of acclimatization to the uh the, the displaced zone um, i mean we, we we see um examples of um people talking about how the the colonists are stronger and they are they're they're superior to those back at home um and in a way it leads me to think, um, going on your conclusion, that some of this is almost attempting to convince themselves that this is the case, um, just as much as um, it is a statement or factor of observation. Uh, would you agree?
1: I do agree. And, um, and, uh, and the political traditions that I explore um, are replete with exemplars of regenerated manhood, of regenerated community, of... Um, of a regenerated life that uh, that 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 is truly authentic to itself, precisely because it has moved away from its origins, um, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work in the long run. These depictions are spurious, always. But when looked from from afar, when looked with the benefit of hindsight. Um, they are patently false. They are patently uh, an expression of wishful thinking, rather than uh, um, an ability to generate uh, a positive change. Um, um, look, the, the, the three political traditions of modernity, revolution, reaction, and 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 the world turned inside out, as I have defined it, um, have all. Sort of reached their limit and had to contend it, to contend with their failures, um, and it's important that um, that at this point in time, when we are facing a massive crisis, we are facing massive contradictions, and the prospect of moving on yet again somewhere else, uh, possibly to a metaverse, uh, 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 we should be wary of um, the prospect. Of settling somewhere else yet again, of moving one last time, and in order to move no more, this is a fantasy and should be considered as such. And in my book, I do consider it as such.
2: Yeah, and I think that's a that's a really nice way to end things because um, it really does emphasize how, as I said, this is a it reads as a historical account, but the, by the end of it, the relevance is. It's hard to miss, Um, and it it definitely caused a lot of self-reflection for me and um, in my my, uh, field of studies. Um, So uh, one last question uh, before we go. Um, Where do you see uh, the field um, that you are the the pioneer of, um, settler colonial studies, um, where do you see this going uh, in the next few years that's
1: actually a, 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 a question I've been pondering. Um, on the one hand, I I am pleased to report that uh, many of the of, of the very reasons that uh, prompted the, the 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 consolidation of this intellectual endeavor um, have been met. We we now know about settler colonialism. We now know about how it works. Uh, we now know how. It is inevitably destructive of indigenous um, 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 uh, sovereignties and and life. Um, we now know that um, the attempts to to erase indigeneity are part of a logic of elimination that um, that uh, that uh, that that is relentlessly pursued and yet is uh, is also uh, resisted. Uh, we you know we with efficacy by, by indigenous agents and so on and so forth. So, on the one hand, its mission is, in a sense, complete. Um, indigenous people were um, embracing settler colonial studies in its infancy because it was um, offering intellectual tools that they understood were very, very useful for uh, for, for their own struggles. Um, but now, now settler colonial studies... Um, um, it's it's almost a given. We know that um, that uh, many of of the countries of the world today are settled societies, and they are the result of uh, the historical processes of settlement, and they have unresolved um, issue, issues of sovereignty um, arrangements with their indigenous peoples. Um, so, so the 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 future of settler colonial studies, um, in a way, it's irrelevant. It's um it's done what it was meaning to do. It was able to say that um, settler colonialism is is an ongoing structure. Um, is not relegated to the past. Um, some of the of the of the of the most important insights of settler colonial studies have been um made and have been accepted. Um, are part of a of, of an ongoing public discussion that has exceeded the boundaries of academia. So um. I am, in a way, um, um, happy to say that um, perhaps settler colonial studies does um, doesn't have a future as a, as an independent field of studies because um, it did what it was um, it set out to do in the first place.
2: Okay. Well. Um... It's, it's rare to hear someone um, welcoming uh, the end of their field, but um, it's a really uh, insightful way of putting it. So I just want to thank you uh, for joining me today. Um, and I'm sure the listeners have really enjoyed it. Um, and as I say, the world turned inside out. Settler colonialism as a political idea. It's published by Verso Books. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you.